August. How many of you know we just hit the third month of the year already? Does it seem possible we could already be to March? I mean, my husband's been counting down the days since Christmas because he always starts saying, one day closer to spring, honey, one day, one day closer to spring. I said to somebody today, I hope Christmas or that the winter doesn't find us in April this year <laughs> since it didn't find us in February. And, and I don't know if it's going to find us in March the way it looks like. So tonight it's a little chilly. But how many of you know Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever? His seasons don't change in what he will do for us. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about the counsel of the Lord um, or whose report will you believe? We used to sing a song in this church uh, that was whose report will you believe? And it said, we will believe the report of the Lord. And what does the report of the Lord says? Well, his say his report says, I am healed. I am delivered. I am free that no weapon formed against me will prosper. You know, when you start quoting the word of God, that's whose report we need to believe. Amen. And uh, I believe God has a report over your life tonight. And and the first report is that there's a purpose for you being on the earth. I think there's many people today wandering around, wondering why they're here. Well, because God created you for a purpose. So if you'll put up that uh, confession, we didn't say it yet, but... I did forget for a minute, but it came back to me. So here we go, everybody. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I'd like for all of you to agree with me before I start this message. Sue O'Brien's mother is transitioning, uh, and I stopped by the, the nursing home before I came in. And uh, she's, she's ready. She knows where she's going. She's 95. She's lived a very full life. But, um, you know, the, it's, it's difficult sometimes to sit in those hours of that transition. And so I'd like us to pray and agree that in Jesus' timing, she will go on to be with the Lord and that no medicine or anything that would, she would be given would hold her here longer than she needs to be here. Father, we just thank you for Kathleen. We thank you that she's lived a wonderful life. She has a wonderful family and they all love her, those grandchildren in there and all of those that were there just when I was there. I thank you, Father, that you know when it's time and I pray for a release for Kathleen to go to be with you, that she will not lie there and suffer or just lie there and and the whole family suffer. I thank you, Father, that you are a good God, and you have a set time, I believe, when we're coming to heaven to rejoice and be with you. And I believe, and she believes, that her days have been fulfilled here on the earth. I pray for Sue. I pray for all of her brothers. I pray for all the children and the grandchildren, that you will comfort them, because it is not easy to say goodbye to somebody that you love so much. But I thank you, Father, that the comfort of the Holy Spirit will be there and the peace of God will be in that room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, uh, we're going to talk about God's counsel tonight because I believe there's so many counselors or wannabe counselors. Uh, You know, on the news, there's all kinds of counselors right now. And if you notice after uh, there's any kind of address by the president or somebody who's in a high position, then the news commentators come on and tell us what they think they said, Uh, which I just love because it says you're a bunch of idiots and you didn't get that. You don't know what they said. So we're going to come and tell you what we think they said. And uh, I, you know, I think I have ears to hear 
And I have the ability through the Holy Spirit to be able to get the interpretation, if it's necessary, from what they said. And and so that has kind of bothered me all, all my life. Whenever there's something that somebody says and then somebody else comes on to tell you what they just said when I just heard what they said. And uh, I believe that God has a, a answer for every single thing. If I want to know what's really truth, then I need to seek the Lord. Because he has all the truth. And I don't mean that we don't seek other people's guidance. Uh, we counsel in this church. But I know as in the years I have counseled, uh, I've always prayed, Holy Spirit, show me what I'm supposed to say. Not what I think about this situation. But what, what do you want me to say? And oftentimes I'll be saying things and then I'll hear the Holy Spirit say, that's not what I want you to say. Uh, how many of you have ever been saying what you think and then have the Holy Spirit check you and say, you know, you, you've gone past what I wanted to say. There's a, there's a point where we hear the Holy Spirit, and then we try to explain the Holy Spirit, just like the, the men on women on the news try to explain what somebody else said. And so it's important that we give the counsel of the Lord and that we receive the counsel of the Lord. And I believe God wants us to know what he wants us to do. He wants us to know what he wants, what, what we're to say in situations. And uh, I know in different counseling sessions, I have been totally surprised by the Lord at what he wants me to address after listening to everything that somebody had to say, because it's not really anything they talked about. It's, it's some other thing that the Lord sees is really the root. Everybody say the root. And that all those things that have been discussed, they're just fruit of what that root is. And uh, I found in my years of counseling that counseling sessions are much more productive and much shorter when you ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that we need to take care of here today? Now, uh, I can't say that everybody that's counseled with me has enjoyed being with me. Uh, Over the years, I've been known as Pastor Tough Love. But, you know... There's no point in continuing down a road that only causes people to continually confess the problem instead of getting the answer and fixing that. Because when the answer comes, there's deliverance from whatever that thing is that's pulling people down the wrong road. So tonight I want to start with, you know, God's counsel, uh, Psalm 3311. This is what it says. And I'm going to give you several scriptures tonight. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Now this one, uh, I've enjoyed this one because sometimes when I'm talking to, well, when I used to talk to my children. Uh, sometimes when I talk to my grandchildren and I would try to share with them what I feel the Lord is saying, it's like I'm not communicating. But this scripture says the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart's heart to all generations. That means no matter who we're speaking to, whatever age they are, they should be able to understand what we're saying. And sometimes God will give us a different way to say things, maybe to younger people than we would say, you know, I talked to my mother one way and I talked to my granddaughter, Molly, a different way. And so, you know, we have different levels that we counsel at, but God wants us to know that when we give his counsel, it will work in all generations. In other words, what's going on in the 2000s, 2001, two, three, is no different than what went on in the ni- 1900. Then, you know, I looked back the other day, I was reading in the Word of God, and they said it was an adulterous and wicked people 
that they were dealing with. Well, I hear people saying that today about the world we live in. So the devil hasn't changed his tactics. He's still stealing, killing, and and destroying people's lives. But the word of God is more powerful that, than that. And it says that we have life and have it more abundantly. So the counsel of the Lord stands forever. It never changes. God will never give up on his people because he created them. God's love will never be taken away from a person because the scripture says it won't. The counsel of the Lord is his word and what we hear in our spirit that the Holy Spirit is saying to us. So in Psalm 33:10, it's just the one before that. This is what the word says. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. Isn't that good news? Because a lot of times there's people that look like they're in authority, that their, their ideas, their plans are going to override what God wants. Ultimately, God wins. Ultimately, God is the deliverer. Now, we may walk through some things, but the counsel of the Lord, everybody say the counsel of the Lord. That's what we should put our focus on, not what we see going on around us, because all those things are subject to change in an instant. I mean, it doesn't even have to be three days from now or six years from now. Things can change instantly in our lives because God's counsel, when we put our focus on it, it will come to pass in our life. And uh, the, in Proverbs nineteen twenty one, it says, there are many plans in man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. So it's not just the plans of nations. It's the plans of people that God's counsel will stand against those things. Isaiah 9, 6 says his name shall be called wonderful counselor. So who should be our first counselor in any situation? The Lord. Everybody say the Lord. Um, When we're seeking counsel from people before we know what God said, uh, the counsel with people is meant to be available to us for confirmation. Everybody say confirmation. The counsel of people is to help us be confident that what we're hearing from God is what God is saying to us. I'm thankful that I have people in my life that I can talk to, and I can share what I feel that the Lord is saying to me, and I trust that they will be able to tell me, they, they agree with that. There's a witness in their spirit, or they'll say to me that does not bear witness to my spirit. And those are the multitude of counselors. Everybody say multitude of counselors that we're all to have, uh, if you will, like in, in leadership, they call it an inner circle. Everybody say inner circle. Um, we cannot have in our inner circle people who are not hearing from God. And I think too often in the body of Christ, especially when people get uh, discouraged, when people get in a situation, um, and maybe you've experienced this, where the enemy says they just don't understand. How many of you know that's, that's a warning sign? When you start saying they just don't understand me. And these are the people who have God has placed in your life to be that multitude of counselors that you have entrusted yourself to, and they have entrusted their lives to, and you've been in communication, and suddenly you think none of them understand. Everybody say warning sign. 
That's a warning sign. And that's why it's important we have a multitude of counselors. It says that in the word of God that we're to have multitude, different counselors in our lives. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Without the counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Now, when I was first born again, um, I, I thought everybody else would have a word to let me know what God wanted me to do. How many of you have ever had somebody say to you, do you have a word for me? Uh, do you have a word for me? Well, you know, that's, that's not the way God operates. That's not counsel. Counsel is that, you know, in my husband and I, we trust one another, but we also have this group of people that, uh, leadership in this church that are people that are right with us and they know what the Holy Spirit is saying. And uh, you'll find my husband will say to me sometimes, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Not what you feel or how you think it should be. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What he's saying is, what is the counsel of the Lord for us in this situation? Now, this has to become a lifestyle because we typically don't consult the Lord on everything. You know, we tend to make a decision, and then when it doesn't work, then we go consult the Lord and say, that didn't work. Uh, my sister said the other, well, maybe it was this morning I was with her, and she said, you know, I did this and this and this, and then I decided, well, maybe I ought to pray about it. You know, that's that should be the first thing. Everybody say the first thing. When we want counsel, and the Word of God will give us counsel, the Holy Spirit will give us counsel. It says, uh, Jesus is the counselor, the Holy Spirit in John sixteen thirteen through 15. Let's look at this one. It says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. And then it goes on. He will glorify me. Whatever the counsel of the Lord is, it will bring glory to God. In other words, it will not be against the word of God. He he will take care of what is mine. In other words, what God has entrusted to Jesus, the Holy Spirit will take care of that and declare it to you. Everybody say this. I can understand the counsel of the Lord. And so instead of feeling like we need to go tell everybody or go call for people to get the counsel of the Lord. How many of you have ever called four, just four people and gotten four different solutions to what you, what they think? Uh, usually people give counsel out of where they're at in their own life, unless they make a decision to seek the Lord about their counsel and not what they see. And people who love us tend to counsel us sometimes for our for our health or for whatever it is, because they want us everything to be all right for us. They want a quick solution so we don't have to go through what we're going through. But the counsel of the Lord is not always a quick solution. Sometimes the counsel of the Lord, there's one, two, three, or four steps before you get to the solution of what God is saying is going to be uh, the answer for that situation. But we've got to be able to seek him first to find out what that is. And the Holy Spirit is the one who tells us. John 10 says his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. In other words, they listen to his counsel, which is the word of the Lord. Everybody say the word of the Lord. Now, when we when we talk in this church about reading through the Bible in a year, I don't believe everybody has to read through the Bible in a year. 
Um, I believe if God tells you to read through the Bible in a year, you should. But I do believe everybody, everybody who knows the Lord should be reading the word on a consistent basis somehow because their counsel for their day comes from the word of the Lord. And it isn't often just, oh, I know all these scriptures. It's what God gives you that day when you're in the word, how he just brings that word alive and makes it a rhema word, which is counsel for that situation. And uh, I'm so thankful because uh, whenever things, and there've been a lot of things lately, it seems like, and we're in the last days, you know, we've been in the last days for a long time, but it's in intensifying. Uh, it's like what you see is not what you need to be thinking about. It's what you don't see that you need to be taking a stand against. Does that make sense? In other words, the enemy has so many distractions for us in our situations, uh, in our lives, in our work, with our families, that we get so caught up in that, trying to see that, that God really wants to show us something that isn't what we see, but it's what's causing what we see. But we have no idea what that is. And and I've experienced that twice this week from the Lord, just uh, out of the, you know, not out of the blue. I don't, it's out of the blue, meaning, you know, God just dropped it in me. And it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, then that's what I should be being concerned about, not what this is that I see going on. Does that make sense? And so when we become effective in our prayer is when we're praying the will of God, when we know what the counsel of the Lord is, and then we begin to speak that. Um, it says um, in it's Genesis 40, which is the end of my, it's the end of the Bible reading for, um, I'm, I don't mean Genesis, Exodus. And that's, I just was finishing reading that today. And I'm again, was just amazed how the children of Israel, once they set up the tabernacle, they did not move. They did not move from where they were until God took up the cloud and then it says they moved. And then when the cloud stopped, they stopped. Well, they were totally led by the counsel of the Lord. In other words, they didn't move unless God said move. Now, you know, of course, we're not in living in that day. But I don't think, I don't think it's harmful to us that every day we say, Lord, I'm not going to move until you say move. In other words, I'm not going to make a choice, make a decision until I have clarity that this is the counsel of the Lord. I have found in my ministry years that um, it's better to wait until you know you have the counsel than to rush ahead thinking this has got to be solved right now because the enemy is the one who pushes us into decisions that oftentimes are not the thing that God wants us to do. And so uh, Proverbs 1, 1 through 3 um, Whose counsel are we listening to? It's, and I want to look at this scripture because I think that we're in a day where these things can happen. It says, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, uh, to, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. When we get to verse 5, it talks about what I want to show you. Verse 4, the wise man... Uh, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion, discretion, verse five, a wise man. Everybody say a wise man. Now, how many of us want to be wise? I'd rather be wise than 
than not be wise. And increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Uh, we all want to be wise, uh, but we don't always make wise decisions. Um, Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Uh, I don't think that means you have to be old. I just mean tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. We want to be wise in what we see. Twelve. Uh, this is the opposite of that. Proverbs 12.15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. And, and I believe this is true. So many times what we think is counsel seems so right. And I have found this in my walk with the Lord. The more I've grown in the spirit and in the word of God, the more the enemy uses the word of God to try to give me the wrong counsel. So how do we know if it's the right or wrong counsel? I believe it's the whole counsel. Everybody say the whole counsel. You know, you can get a scripture or you can get a word or, you know, you can have a little bit of something and then somebody comes along and you think, oh, see, they added right to that. And uh, I've seen people get clear off the wrong direction just by that, those kind of things, because they took the word, the written word, and they didn't really hear from God that that word was for them, for that situation. Now, the word of God works. The word of God is true. But I've learned over the years, you can't just play Bible roulette here and just find you a scripture and decide that's the one that's going to work for you. You you also have to have the witness of the Holy Spirit. And today when I was thinking about the whole counsel of God, because it says, Paul said, I, give, I, I have not um, shied away from giving you the whole counsel of God. When he was defending himself in the last part of Acts, uh, when he was called into the courts, he said, I haven't shied away from giving you the whole counsel of God. What I believe he was saying was, I haven't just told you what you want to hear. I've given you the whole counsel of God. And I felt like the Lord said, the whole counsel of God is something that bears witness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Son is the Word. And it says that in the Word of God. These three must agree. They agree in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit is how it says it in Scripture. So the whole counsel of God, there's a a witness on the inside that it's true. And the word of God comes alive. In other words, it's like revelation. Everybody say revelation. And it becomes something that nobody can take away from you. It's not something that that you, when you speak with people that you want counsel from, that you go in there hoping they're going to tell you it's right. It's like you're going in there because you know what you've heard and you're trusting that God's going to tell the people that you have confidence in the same thing he told you. Then you move ahead because now you not only have what you believe, but you have confidence that you have other believe, believers who are going with you. Everybody say with you. Agreement is not people just saying, oh, yeah, I agree with you. Agreement means you really are seeking God and you agree with what that person's saying when it says agreement in prayer. So the counsel of God stands when we're seeking God and seeking counselors that are wise. Those are people who are listening to the counsel of God Um, in in Psalm one through three. And I think I put that wrong. I put Proverbs, but it's Psalm one through three, Sean. This is important. I believe in the day we're living in 
uh, it's so easy to just sit back and think, oh, well, it's all going to work out. How many of you know things just don't always work out? And uh, I think we have to be proactive in the day we're living in rather than just sitting there. And it says, blessed is the man. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to be wise? Yeah. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Uh, You know, when we're in a situation where we're working with people who don't know the Lord, uh, even and sometimes we're under their authority, but we don't have to receive their counsel. In other words, what they say about you, what they think about you does not mean you have to receive that because we do not, we do not receive the counsel of the ungodly. The ungodly are not wise. They're not hearing from, from the spirit of God. Then it says, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful. You know, when the Lord first started showing me the scripture, it was like, this is what happens to people. They walk but they get in the counsel of the godly. Then they stand. In other words, they start listening to what the sinners are saying. And then by the end, they're sitting in the seat of the scornful. In other words, then they brought themselves into a position where now they don't even know what the wisdom or the counsel of God is because they've, they've walked and they haven't done what was told. But it says from there, if you, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, which is the word, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That makes me want to seek the counsel of the Lord because I need to prosper. How many of you need to prosper where you are? And uh, it, it, I, 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 this example um, in First Kings I think is such a, a good example of... Uh, a young man, it was uh, Rehoboam, he became the king, and he decided to get counsel. Uh, first, he got counsel from his father's counselors. Uh, his father was Solomon, and um, he got wisdom from them, but then he decided he wanted to get the counsel of some other people. Uh, this is how important it is that you choose the right counselors, and it says... Um, Your father, well, let me read up here in verse 2. So it happened when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Nebat, heard it. He was still in Egypt, for he had fled from the presence of King Solomon and been dwelling in Egypt, um, that they sent and called him. Then Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel. So there's Israel, and then there's um, Judah and Benjamin. This is where, because of unwise counsel, the whole tribe of Israel, all 12 tribes split because of wrong counsel. Everybody say wrong counsel. And so, uh, this is, this is where it begins. Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us and we will serve you. So Rehoboam said to them, depart for three days, then come back to me. And the people departed. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father. Now, these are the elders of, of the, the, when, when Solomon was king, while he still lived. And he said, how do you advise me? Everybody say counsel. How do you advise me to answer these people? And they spoke to him saying, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and answer them and speak good words over them, then they will be your servants forever. But he rejected 
the advice or counsel which the elders had given him and consulted with the young men who had grown up with him, who stood before him. Now, just let me say this. When the blind consults with the blind, everybody goes in the ditch. And so he was not, Rehoboam was not seeking what God's counsel was. He was trying to find something that he wanted to hear. Now, he heard the counsel of the elders, the people who had been with his father. Solomon wrote the book on Proverbs. He did other things that weren't right, but he wrote on wisdom. Everybody say wisdom and upon knowing what the Lord is saying. And so the, he, he went to these younger people and he said to them, what advice do you give? How should we answer this people who have spoken to me saying, lighten the load, which your father put on us. Then the young men who had grown up with him spoke to him saying, thus you should speak to this people who have spoken to you saying your father, our, your father made our yoke heavy, but it will be lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, my little finger will be thicker than my father's waist. In other words, I'm going to show you how it's going to be. And then he says, and now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scourges. Well, that didn't go well. Because it says, so Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day as the king had directed saying, come back to me. On the third day, then the king answered the people roughly, rejected the counsel of the elders, which had been given him. And he spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men saying, my father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips. I will chastise you with scourges. So the king did not listen. And really this turn of events was because of the Lord was taking apart those two kingdoms. But that young man was not he was not seeking anything but what he wanted to hear and he got two different counsels but only one of them really was what would have been the right thing to do with those people but in this in this particular situation it was the counsel of the lord because that was what would divide it every one of us can seek counsel from the group that we know is spiritual or we can go over here and find the 10 people who really agree with us about how they, we've been treated now, you know, that happens all the time. And what happens is those offenses come out of that situation. And then the counsel of the Lord becomes not what the Lord would have us do, but what our friends want us to do because they don't want to see us go through what we're going through. How many of you have ever wanted to rescue somebody? And, and the counsel that you gave in the end was not the right counsel. It didn't really deliver them. It actually put them in a, a bigger mess. Um, Joshua did not seek the counsel of the Lord when he was uh, leading the children of Israel toward the promised land. And uh, we know in Ai, they didn't consult the Lord. They didn't get his counsel and they were sorely defeated. But again, in chapter nine, uh, there was a, a tribe of people, the Gibeonites, and they saw how strong Joshua was. And so they pretended to be uh, from a distant land. And But it was because they saw how strong Joshua was, and they didn't want to be defeated by him. So they made a pretense, and they came to Joshua with uh, old clothes on, with old provisions. And they said, you know, we're from a far land. We just we just want to make a covenant with you. We, we want you to protect us. And uh, Joshua said, okay. He didn't consult the counsel of the Lord. And he made a covenant with people that he should have never made a covenant with. Ended up in a big war. Now he won it, 
but he still did not get the counsel of the Lord. Everybody say, we need the counsel of the Lord. And, um, you know, I, I believe that in the day that we're living in, um, I remember back, there was a day in my life uh, when I was in, in a situation where um, I was divorced and I was with my kids by myself. And, and I began to counsel with some people. And um, they had taken the word of God and they had made a whole like doctrine out of the word of God. And, and they had scriptures that supported everything they believed in. And uh, at that particular time, my, my children's father had remarried and um, he was in a, in a marriage with another person. And I was by myself with my kids. And uh, they told me, now you can believe him out of that marriage. And we've got a whole book we're going to give you. And uh, it was all in a nice binder. And, uh, you know, it was, it looked legitimate. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they really cared about me. I mean, they seemed like they were, I believe they sincerely did care about me. But, you know, they were, they were about four or five women believing to get their husbands out of another marriage. And so they formed a coalition. And, <laughs> sort of. And, uh, you know, I was very wounded. I didn't have a lot of growth in the word of God. I, you know, and, and all I knew was I was desperate <laughs> for somebody to help me with these three kids I had. And, uh, I was, I, I was sorry that I had divorced, you know, I had gotten that divorce and I had realized that divorce was not the answer of God. And that's what the word of God says. It's, you know, and, and, uh, but God's solution to that was that I repent because I had sinned against the truth of the word of God. But it wasn't his idea for me to start quoting scriptures to get my ex-husband out of a marriage that he was already in. So I was going to bust up that situation so that because that's what the word says. And they had all these scriptures. Now, when I look back, now that I've read the word lots, I'm thinking, where'd they ever get those scriptures? It must have been so-and-so chapter one, verse six, but it was one of the ladies. You know, I mean, it wasn't even a book of the Bible. Uh, but, you know, they had a whole, like a training thing that I was supposed to read. And, uh, you know, I would go to read that and something would just in the inside of me say, that's not right. But I didn't know enough to say to them, this isn't right. You know, I mean, I didn't know how to get out of it because it was what I wanted See, when, when counsel becomes uh, critical to your life, is, it's when you really want something to be this way and you can find scripture, you know, that, that you can go that direction. But I went that direction for about three or four months and I, I couldn't get any peace. I, cu I couldn't get any rest. And, you know, I began to ask God, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, I diverted my life for three or four months from what I should have been praying and speaking to this little yellow manual that I had that these ladies got together and put together, but it didn't agree with the word of God. And it for sure didn't agree with my spirit, but I was so immature. I didn't know what, why. And uh, one day I said, God, you have got to show me, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And boy, I mean, you know, I would get the scriptures, but all their commentary, I just, every time I'd read it, it was like, there's something not right with this. 
But the scriptures, everybody say the scriptures. See, I thought those are scriptures. I should be saying these scriptures. And, uh, and so I was saying them, but totally going against what God had for me. It was taking me clear back in to a place that God had set me free from, but it was dragging me back because it wasn't the counsel of God for my life. And one day, this uh, couple, the only couple I knew in Tulsa besides the people I worked with, uh, the lady's husband, and he, you know, he was a guy. You know, guys are a few words. You know, women, at least, you feel like you've been consoled a little bit. Sometimes, I don't mean that guy's against you, but even my husband's that way. You know, he just says, duh, duh, you know, and I have to ask for more information. <laughs> you know, I need more words. Could you give me some more words? You know, so, but uh, he just came, he knocked on the door, I opened the door, and he said, the Lord told me to come and tell you you've believed a lie. And if you'd like to come over for dinner, don't says, uh, Sandy said, come on over. Goodbye. You know, it's like, what? You know, but in my spirit, as soon as he said it, the yellow manual, (laughs) that's the lie right there. Do you see what I'm saying? Because the Holy Spirit will protect you from what the counsel of the enemy is. The counsel of the enemy is wicked, but the devil uses scripture. He will use scripture and he will, these, these women, when, you know, I came back from Tulsa and then a year later, Pastor Bill and I were married. We went back to Tulsa and I ran into those ladies at Pastor Billy Joe's church and they were still using their yellow manual. (laughs) But do you know what? Not a one of them ever saw the victory. At least in the time I was around them, none of them. Why? Because that was not the will of God. And so, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, people don't leave and be restored or whatever. But I know for me, as for me in my house, as for my walk with the Lord, God really taught me a lesson that I have to be understanding of the word of God to the point that when I know what God says, that I surround myself with an inner circle. Everybody say an inner circle of people just like this, this young man that knocked on my door. Uh, I had led them to the Lord and I had been with them all the time. God was restoring their marriage. So these were people that in the spirit, we had prayed together. We had prayed with people together. They were the only two people in my life where I lived that God even had me around to receive counsel from. So when he spoke those words, it was like he, he, God told him to tell me this, to set me free. And he really did not know what I was doing. He didn't know what I was believing, but God knew what I was believing. And he knew about that little yellow thing. I threw that thing in the trash. I got rid of that because I didn't even want it in my house. It, it was the enemy using it to pull me back into a place that would not let me go forward in the things of God. And so I believe that uh, tonight, I just felt like I was supposed to share this message. I don't know, um, whose report are you going to believe? Because there's a lot of reports that you can try to believe. But the, the one that will bring the fruit in your life is the report of the Lord for your life. And the things that are for your life are not necessarily for somebody else's life. And so I believe it's very important in the day we're living in that we hear the counsel of the Lord.
before we start consulting with other people. And when I was reading in the leadership Bible, I thought this was interesting. The word counsel, as I'm teaching it, is C-O-U-N-S-E-L. But there is a counsel of C-O-U-N-S-C-I-L, the, a, a counsel that goes. And those, those people that are on a counsel, those are people that are called together to give counsel or to give uh, information or to share uh, together to make decisions. Well, you know, I thought, isn't that interesting that both of those words are counsel? Every one of us needs somebody that we know we can go to that will speak the truth of the word of God to us and will tell us, you have gotten mixed up here. Let's, let's reevaluate this with the word and with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say they will agree. They will agree. And thank God that's how I got out of that yellow book was the word and the Holy Spirit did not agree. The word was there. But the Spirit of God said, no, that's not right. And then somebody came and said to me, it's a lie. Would you stand with me tonight? Because I want to pray over all of you. If there's anything in your life, um, I believe we're going to be in positions to make decisions uh, in the day that we're living in, places where we're going to be asked by God to speak things. But we're going to have to know what the counsel of the Lord is for that situation. Um, in a situation I was in not just a, a, not very long ago. And, um, you know, I can, I can get upset with people, believe it or not, when they tell me what people are doing. <laughs> Sometimes I think, you know, why are they acting like that? Have you ever wondered why people are acting the way they're acting? Uh, I was watching the president last night speak, and I don't usually watch those things on TV because I get mad. So I can't afford to do it because I've got to keep my spirit right. So I just turn it off. But, you know, if I know I'm not going to be able to control myself. So uh, and, and sometimes Pastor Bill, you know, he'll start hollering at the TV and stuff. But, uh, you know, he's binding and loosing. He's doing the spiritual thing. Me, I just want to tell him what is wrong with you. And so um, I was watching and, and I saw how different people responded to things that happened. And I thought, what has happened to people? Uh, you know, not labeled by a party, but just what's happened to people in their hearts. I mean, in their minds, how are they thinking the way they're thinking? Well, I'll tell you, if you don't have the counsel of God and you begin to stand in that place, just like it says in Psalm 1, you'll start out walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Before long, you're standing where the sinners are. And after a while, you have done sat down. And now you are the scornful. And that's what I saw last night. It was like the, the people at different levels, you know. But, but if we are listening to God and the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, the word, truth of the word, think what we can accomplish with the counsel of God. I believe it's time to hear from God. So I want to pray for you tonight. If there's anything in your life that you're hearing that is not the counsel of God, that God will open your eyes tonight to see it and to walk away from it. Because it'll take you into a ditch. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you give us the word. And it says you hasten to perform your word. So I trust tonight in this service that as these words have gone forth about counsel, that there's maybe someone even here tonight or more than one who you've been asking God to show you what is truth. What is truth? The counsel of the Lord is truth. 
And so tonight, I ask that the Holy Spirit would show you if there's any place where the counsel of the Lord eventually causes us to act according to the way the Lord would have us act. The counsel of the wicked will cause us to act on something that will bring us into a place of domination by the enemy of captivity and tonight in Jesus name. The Lord wants to set you free from any wrong counsel that you have received in Jesus name. In Jesus name. If that's you just I want you to just lift your hand and say I see, I see, I see. You know what that is. Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray right now that that counsel is brought to nothing. In Jesus' name, we bind the lies of the enemy and every foundation that that counsel is built upon that's not truth. In Jesus' name, we pull it down. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I ask you to build in that situation a foundation of truth, the counsel of the Lord, Others that will speak, multitudes of counselors, of people who will speak and confirm the truth of the word in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. We are wise people in this house tonight. Our wisdom comes from God. Our counsel comes from the Lord and not from man in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and not from the enemy in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Also, before we go, if you're here tonight and you've never received Jesus, or maybe you walked away from the things of God, and tonight you know you need to come back. You need to come back to the counselor. You need to be in that position where you hear God, and you know that you're hearing God for your life. If that's you, would you just lift your hand, because I want to pray for you tonight. We're all going to agree. We're all going to agree with you that you're able to stay on the path that God has for you and not be pulled aside. To things that are not of God. I see your hand. Jesus name. Jesus name. Thank you father in Jesus name. Just want all of you to agree. I'm going to come back here and pray with this young man. Let's all pray. Father I just thank you tonight. That your counsel stands for this young man. I thank you father that he hears the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's all just say this father. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me. He opened the door to heaven for me to hear, for me to know what you're saying. And so tonight I ask you to show me the way, show me truth and give me courage to walk in the truth, to hear the counsel of God, to receive it and walk in it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's give God praise tonight. He knows where you are. And uh, we are a wise.